When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside... Zachary Newton, you're the host. Welcome. We are excited to start our new series following up on what we just finished up with Last of Us on HBO. We are going to be covering episodically, episode to episode, Silo on Apple TV. Did I mention it was on Apple TV, Zach? You just mentioned it was on Apple TV. It's on Apple TV. did it twice? All right, we did it twice. No, I don't think you did. Okay. Well... I guess we have a little trend going on here, even though the first two shows we did on Story Archives were kind of about like underworld criminal gangs. characters, uh, gangs. Well, I wouldn't say Lupin was a uh, gang member. I would say he's no, played, he was not a gang member. He's, he's a thief. He's a, yeah, he's a criminal. He's a, yeah. he's a nice criminal though. And then we followed up with Peaky Blinders, you know, criminal organization. And then we were like, eh, even that's a little bit too bright for us. So let's go dystopian. So we started with the zombie <laughs> infection, and now we find ourselves with Silo which is another post-apocalyptic story following, I guess, the survival of humanity through underground silos. Literally, <laughs> pretty much encompasses the the series. That's what it sounds like, at least to me. Yeah, I, I've had this one on my radar for a minute because I've been looking at Apple TV's strategy for releasing television shows, and they've been putting out banger after banger of a television show. I've been mm-hmm. saying this now for probably a year and a half, like beating mm-hmm. a, a dead horse. Um, they are taking best-selling novels and adapting them into television shows. So the way we're going to approach Silo on this channel is I'm going to be reading the books. I think Zach might eventually join me. I think you said you wanted to Probably. at some point. I, I want to pick it up. There's three books okay. in total, I think. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I want to get started on that. Yeah. So I am currently reading through it, albeit I am behind further than I wanted to, but I'm hoping... <laughs> That I'm far enough ahead. I'm about like maybe 150 pages in to the first book, Wool. Yeah. So the way that this series is developed, it's uh, by, it's created by Hugh Howie, who created a, I guess, a three-part series where you have Wool, Shift, and Dust, and they're just titling everything Silo. Uh, I'm, we don't know how far season one's going to go, but I'm reading Wool as we speak, and I'm hoping to keep ahead of it so I can kind of have more of a book reader's approach with the show, and you can have the layman's, you know pleb version of the show zach yeah sure thank you you i I appreciate it you can come just (laughs) you can just roll into studio with no i'm just gonna enjoy it i'm just like this is great this is great (laughs) 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 no but seriously um if it's good maybe we'll both three i don't really care i i'm enjoying it probably get the audiobook like uh, that that's probably what i'll end up doing just it's really enjoyable it's it's been quite the page turner although i've just been busy and haven't been able to fully dedicate to finishing the book itself But let me give a little bit of a plot synopsis here for our listeners who have tuned in in the past to our other shows. And I think this show, the way we're trying to curate is if you're following our channel, we're going to be watching shows that we like. And if you like the shows that we like, then you'll like the shows that we do. So Mm -hmm. Silo falls into the same type of show that we've talked about in the past. And after watching the trailer, I don't think I'm wrong that this is going to be phenomenal. 
And I started looking up Rotten Tomatoes. No spoilers, but I was just looking at some critics from Vanity Fair and other mm. esteemed um, like movie TV review magazines. Yeah. And all of them have like four out of four, five out of five. Just everyone's wow. raving down the line. I think it has literally, it has a five-star rating currently. It has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. But we'll see what happens when it actually opens up, when the embargo opens here. Now, all right, Silo is a story, like I said, post-apocalyptic. Humanity's clinging to survival, and they're living in these in this 144-story deep silo. Mm. The belief is in the series that the world outside of the silo is toxic. So everyone here is living in a, in a way without knowledge of what's going on outside of the silo but they're living off of generations of histories and memories that have been passed down either verbally or however in the silo so they're pretty much living off of what their ancestors have told them and the show explores pretty much trying to get down to the bottom of the truth because the silo is a very fragile ecosystem and they have to keep order within the silo and it follows Several characters, which I'm just finding out that I read one of the books, I guess, completely. Because Wool is consisting of, I guess, three books within it. Um, And they have, like, a mayoral system where you'll have, like, a mayor who's in charge of the silo, a sheriff Mm. who's in charge of the law and order. And then you kind of have this shadowy department called IT that they're very important. They take up, like, four floors, according to the character Juliet, who also becomes pretty much the protagonist of the show. Um but they're shadowy in the way that they hide what's going on. And where I'm at in the book is pretty early on. I'm wondering if I'm, if I'll be able to make it like two episodes without having to go further. So without further ado, what we're going to do on this opening episode is we wanted to kind of lay the groundwork. What we're going to be doing on story archives is week to week. We'll be doing an instant reaction episode on Fridays because the show will be playing probably every Friday. So we're going to do instant reaction Fridays and then we'll do a deep dive probably Saturday, Sunday yep. of the episode. And we'll post two episodes a week until we're done through the season. There's 10 episodes. And that's how we do things around here. Usually instant reaction and a deep dive. And um, maybe some bonus episodes here and there, but we kind of like to improv those and decide if we do them or not down the line. Um, but this one caught this one caught Zach and I's attention to do an episodic, which we don't do for every show. That's for sure. Yeah, no, you, I mean, you've been telling me about the book at least for a while, and it, it sounded interesting. I finally saw the trailer like, what, a week ago, I guess it officially came out. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it. There's, there's a couple of things that when, when we're watching it, I'm going to be like, this kind of reminds me of this thing. And I don't know, I I'm, I have absolutely no idea where this is going to go. I have not looked into this, read about the plot, or like I just learned more about the show right now than I have so far. So I, I think this is going to be really interesting to kind of see where this where this takes us and if it's going to follow any of the any of the random ideas that I have just popping up in my head about what might happen later on. Well let me let me kind of set the stage a little bit as to the talent that they have enlisted because Apple TV has access to the best of the best. Hmm. All right. They have 10 episodes. If you really want to go on a deep dive of these shows, what you want to do is look Look up Silo, then go down their Wikipedia page, see the talent they have, the actors, the directors, everything. Or listen and, to our podcast. Or listen to our podcast where you can get it all for you while you're driving, while you're doing the dishes, <laughs> while you're working out, going for a walk in the park. Well, um, they have all the episode titles out right now. 
with the release dates of everything. So we're going to take this all the way through till the end of June. This is how long the series is going to take us. So far, they've only announced two directors. Um, and I'm going to give you the writer as well. Executive produced by Graham Yost, production companies, Nemo Films, and AMC Studios. Now, if you're a TV buff, you'll know that AMC really kicked off the golden era of television for the most part. HBO and AMC for the most part. AMC on cable. Interesting that they're here with Apple TV. Graham Yost, Zach, I know you'll recognize, okay? He is a writer and he has done a screenwriter and he has done the year show that you told me about, Slow Horses. Ah, he, was, okay. he was an executive producer on that. He did The Americans. He was an executive producer there. Justified, he was the series creator. The Pacific, I mean, the guy has an extensive credit list here of the shows <laughs> that he has done. Um, he won a Golden Globe for Band of Brothers and The Pacific, which is a huge um, show that was on HBO back in 2010-ish. Yeah, that was great. Times. Um and then the episode directors, you have Morton Tildum for the first three episodes and David Sem- Semmel for the for four and five. Now, Morton Tildum, I'm always interested to see who they choose for the directors on like a show that's starting off, especially just to see what the vibe is, right? Yeah. He has directed Silo that he's going to do now. He did Defending Jacob. That's another Apple TV show, I believe. Jack Ryan. The Imitation Game, if you remember that. I think that is with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah okay. I remember that one. And he did Passengers with Chris uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, Headhunters. Oh, Headhunters. I got to watch that. Headhunters okay. or, or what was it? Mindhunter, I can't remember. No, he did Headhunters in 2011, but Headhunters is written by a guy um there's a series a, Nor- a norwegian series about an alcoholic detective named uh um it's kind of he has like a perverted name harry hole is his name it's <laughs> 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 harry hole and the author's name is joe nesbo well i don't think that's how it's pronounced but i read a book by him called the police and it was the most horrifying book i've ever read in my life um like li- i think that's the first time i've ever read a book where i was scared to turn the page and read what was on the next page wow um that's and i've never had that experience with the book except for maybe dracula kind of did that to me a little bit um anyways you can tell that they're going the guy has like a, a wide range of like thrillers and mysteries on his um on his resume i think defending jacob is kind of a thrillerish um type crime drama sort of thing and then yeah jack ryan always has a mystery that you're trying to figure out as the season progresses and so i'm expecting kind of a faster pace then to start to show off and then david semmel has done his are more interesting as to like maybe these are the emotional diving deeper into the characters episodes he's done dawson's creek (laughs) um Heroes, which was a huge, hit, uh, huge show back in the day. He did nine hundred two one zero, Seventh Heaven. 
So a lot of emotional drama type shows. I'm expecting maybe four and five are going to be diving deeper into certain character stories. But I could be talking out of my ass right now. So yeah, you could be. Know. Well, we we will find out. Can maybe we do not this week? But next maybe week. those are wagers. Maybe those are wagers we do. I suppose it could be. I mean, I've got. I've like I said, I've got a couple random ideas that popped in my head just because of things that this reminded me of when I watched the trailer. So am I two? Am I we'll two and zero so far? Because. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time watching, and we hope certainly that it is for some of you out there, um, we tend to do uh, wagers before a season starts as we as the show kicks off between Zach and I. Just friendly bottle of whiskey wagers that we uh, cash in on at the end of a season series. So, yeah. All right, Zach. Uh, any comments? I've been kind of doing the whole intro here, but anything before we get into the trailer? No, I mean, I find it interesting. I see that, what's his name, David Semmel was, uh, what, a director on American Horror Story as well. See, I've uh, never watched American Horror Story, so that's why I glossed over that. Yeah, so I don't know if that means this is going to kind of get dark. Like, he's got, like, a really odd balance of, of like, this is really dark, but then yeah. you're on 7,000. <laughs> it's like, and, okay. And by the way, just because he only did lighthearted kind of, even though a lot of those dramas were not lighthearted, some of them are heavy topic shows. That's true. Just because he maybe has that as the main thing on his resume doesn't mean that's the only thing he's good at. Maybe this is like his first attempt to dive outside that. Very well could be. We'll get into the cast here, but the cast is stacked. stacked. I feel like that's always the case with like every Apple TV show. We've, we've been saying that, that they've been killing it for like what a year or two since since there's, they started i think maybe no. not like a couple months in when they started releasing a few more shows you're like oh, these are pretty good i'm i'm actually surprised that this is our first apple show so i'm i'm excited is it officially our first I apple think, show i think this is officially we've we, done yeah. we've done netflix we've done more netflix and we've done hbo this is the first apple yeah so i have been all right so what i did with apple tv is when they first came out they had blind or what was that show called c not blind c just yeah blind I, I watched that you can understand why I thought it was blind. Because <laughs> um, they are. Yeah, because everyone's blind. But <laughs> I gave them a little bit of time for like some shows to come out because that's typically the way all these streaming services come about. It's like, are they going to have enough original content? Apple clearly has enough money to fund the original content. And I gave it about maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Dude, the backlog that I went through in 2021 and 2022 of Apple TV shows, there's that's no insane. one... There's no one better in the game than Apple TV right now. No one. It's completely crazy. And and their movies. We're not even talking about their movies. I just finished watching Causeway with Jennifer Lawrence and I think Brian Tyree Henry, I think is his name. He's in Atlanta. Okay. Um, great movie. I saw Cha-Cha Real Smooth with um, Dakota Johnson. Amazing movie. Um, I haven't seen Coda, and that won the damn Oscar last year, I believe. I haven't seen that one yet um, either. They're just on fire. All right, let's do a live reaction to the trailer. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's roll it in three, two. Here we go. I'm going to start right off and say the silo in the trailer is going to help me tremendously in the book because I couldn't picture how large this silo was until I saw the visual in the trailer. Yeah, it it's kind of crazy. It feels like an underground, like a whole underground world. The moment that I saw this trailer... I don't know about you if anything else popped into your mind, but the first thing for me that popped into my mind was the Matrix. Really? 
Yeah, it rem- not the first one. I think it was like the second or third. Like there's this whole underground world where they're trying to stay hidden from all of those robots or whatever uh, that's going on there. And it just, it reminded me of this. It's so densely packed. There's so much going on. It reminded me of Interstellar where, remember the scene where she goes, Eureka! And she throws the papers everywhere. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that, like the, the, the <laughs> way that the building looked and how big it was that she was in. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of, but obviously like 144 levels. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what has caused them to be underground. I don't know how long that they've been here. I'm assuming that there was some nuclear fallout. Yeah, they allude, they like allude to some nuclear fallout that I know of. Mm. The show, the book itself is described as like a claustrophobic thriller because she, part of the tension of the series is that you're you're underground dude like yeah and there's there's, this, ang- there's <laughs> this anxiety to get out in a ways and so they always have to keep everybody kind of under control that's why make- you're not even allowed in the book to say that you want to leave the silo or wonder what's outside or they will send you outside well i, I heard that threat in in the trailer too mm-hmm. i think it's literally right here yes <laughs> stack stop cast. talking about going outside or you will <laughs> yeah Rebecca Ferguson is, the latest thing I saw her in was Dune. She plays uh, Timothy Chalamet's mom, um, Paul Atreides' mother in Dune. And um, I think, her, what is her name in? I don't know how you remember all these names. It's, it's um, <laughs> she, she plays the mother of Paul Atreides, which is a major character in Dune. Um, okay. And this is the really the second, I've never seen her feature on a television show, but I could be, I could be wrong. Um. Oh. Can we let's watch it again? But can we put it like at 0.5 speed or something, or like a slow speed? Yeah, we can slow it down and turn the uh, maybe turn the audio off. Yeah, is it slowed down? It will be. Oh, my bad. Okay, I was like, it seems like still no, it's slowed down. Maybe do 0.25. Maybe that's too. Let's do 0.25. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Okay, stack cast. You have Rebecca Ferguson. Who's gonna be your main main protagonist? You have David Oyelowo, who David Oyelowo came to fame. What movie was it that made him big? Let's see. Selma. He played Martin Luther King. That's what it was. Mm. Okay, so he that's when he killed it. That's what the, when he was in Interstellar and Selma. He hit like a, a period there where he was on fire, and he hasn't. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of his work since then, but he has had nothing but big uh, projects since that time. You're stacked with him. You have Tim Robbins, which if everyone knows, he is in Shawshank Redemption. And I can't remember the last time I've seen him in a movie or a show. (laughs) What is the last thing he's acted in? The last thing? Yeah. Tim Robbins filmography. Okay, so apparently he has been doing stuff, but he doesn't do stuff super often. What was the last thing? Castle Rock? Castle Rock, here and now, on TV. For film, it was 2019, and for TV, it was 2019. So this is the first thing he's done since 2019. Since COVID, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, so he was like, I'm going to just take it easy for COVID and come (laughs) back. And the first show I'm going to do after a worldwide pandemic is a show where we're forced underground to live in a capsule that we can't leave because the world is over. 
So he came out <laughs> inspired. Had some feelings pandemic. after that. <laughs> yeah, he came out inspired. Uh, you have Common, who's in it, who continues to stack stellar roles. I mean, he starts in his first role was an AMC show called. Um, was that his first show? His first show that I can remember was. Man, what was that show called uh, with the with the railroads on AMC? Shit was oh, awesome. You, you've you've got me. Um, Hell on Wheels was it called? Smoking Aces? No. Nah, bro. No, no, no. I don't know. Let's see. Common TV show. It's got to be Hell on Wheels. Yeah, it's Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hell on Wheels. He played Elam Ferguson. He was great. He's He's been acting like crazy. He was in John Wick 2. If you didn't know that. I did not. And then TV wise, I'm not going to lie. I'm seeing a bunch of like shows that were not huge. Yeah. I mean, the movies that he's been in seem <gasps> like it's a bit bigger. He's in a sh- he was in a show called, well, he still is in a show called Never Have I Ever, where he plays um, a dentist, I think, or some sort of doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a love interest of the mom of the main girl's um Main Girls Mom, which I like that show. It's a pretty fun show. Uh, who else is in? Rashida Jones. She's in a movie, another Apple TV movie. Apple's plucking from like their same people that they like to put in stuff. She was in an Apple TV movie, TV movie with um, Bill Murray um, called, uh, what was it called? I'm sure filmography. I don't know why Wikipedia is doing these things with because <laughs> they know you care can you they look up Rashida Jones Bill Murray yeah on the rocks on the rocks I knew it had something to do with rocks they're stacked long story short and then I yeah. also saw Sir Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones is has a role in the show as well um, which I'm not sure what character he's playing because since I've, I'm reading the book, I kind of don't want to know who's playing who, except aside from the obvious, which Rebecca Ferguson's character is the only one is who is obviously uh, Juliet from the series. Um, first, re- first impressions from the trailer, like what is it that catches your opinion or catches your interest about the show and what are you most looking forward to for the most part? It's the intrigue and finding out what's outside. Like I like that's that's what interests me. I want to know why. If if I were in that world, why am I locked down beneath the ground? Nobody seems to know. It does kind of feel like you're being controlled by some overlord or something like that. Um, I I also wonder like, is it just the one? Like, it, is yes. it really the last group of people on this earth, or could there be like, shoot, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're freaking out because you think. We're it. We're all there is. But literally, like a hundred feet, you know, between your silo, there's another silo with a whole mm-hmm. bunch of other people. I don't know. I'm just. I'm very curious to see what's outside, what's going on. Uh, you know, it. I don't know. It's. I don't. E- I don't even have a sense of like how much time has elapsed from whatever this event is that caused them to be here. So, I'm kind of thrown for that. It it also feels very cyberpunky, doesn't it? In it a way, does. a little bit, a little bit. 
some of the city design like feels kind of cyberpunk vibes in a way it's very industrial but you've got like it's very mechanical like technology yeah yeah more maybe mad max kind of steampunk yeah that's that's what it reminds me of a little bit more Mm. yeah i gotta say i'm hoping that they do play up kind of like the the silo obviously they have to right the whole thing's got to be in a silo but just the the feeling of the people in there you know you have i think what intrigues me the most is as i'm reading i'm trying to i want to know what's going on outside the silo i want to know what it is hiding and what makes this how does this entire ship run you know yeah i mean that's another great question too i mean they don't run out of oxygen Mm -hmm. they have electricity so they do have everything like that they do have like a reactor on the bottom and a drill that drills for oil and pumps it through the silo so i think i heard on the behind the scenes that the writer of the show wrote this because he thinks that this is where the world is heading okay (laughs) so this is kind of like a map for the future of humanity i respectfully disagree if that's the case i you know I'd rather die on the earth than have to live inside of a silo. I, I got to be damn honest with you. <laughs> World War Three, man. We're just all going to go at once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's pretty much my take on it. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Again, I, I haven't seen a show quite like this. I, it makes me want to read the, seeing the trailer really makes me want to go read the book now though. Cause I, I, I don't know if I want to wait for three years or six years or however many seasons there's going to be. If they do like the, the same thing they did with C, there'd be like what, roughly four seasons. Yeah. So I, I might need to get ahead of that. Well, Apple has a history of uh post-apocalyptic or futuristic shows already. They did C, they did yeah. invasion. They've done foundation. Yeah, Sever- really severance i'd put in that category as well yeah so they have a bit of everything this was supposed to just be a teaser for you guys in the audience um we just wanted to kind of gear you up and let you know this is going to start friday watch it along with us or at your leisure and if you want to stay tuned please follow and subscribe all the support helps us we're independently owned we are not owned by a conglomerate our opinions are our own but uh Zach, I'm looking forward to Friday and actually getting into it and watching the first episode. And um, you can stop presenting at this point and uh, doing an instant reaction and a deep dive with with the pilot. Same here. Looking right. forward to it. Awesome. Cool. Let's well, do the outro. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Story Archives, where we are going over the show Silo from Apple TV. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, or you can visit a website at soapbox.house where you'll find links to this show and a few others on the network. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe. I don't think you can like a podcast, but you can like this on YouTube. You can comment. Do that. Comment, (laughs) review, share it with your friends. Later. Later.